right, everyone. Welcome back to the BeFit Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Murphy, here to talk to you about kind of a sensitive subject, but really it's something that, especially over the last few years, I've been preaching, and it's, and it's more so accountability. And if you've read the book, The Four Agreements, it is the very first agreement, which is be impeccable with your word. Now, however, I'm going to give you the story on how I got to this point, and maybe it'll give you a little bit more insight on why I'm so passionate about it, one, and two, why I preach this message so much and what it's done for me. Now, when I talk about being impeccable with your word or accountability, it's really just doing what you say you're going to do. If you say you're going to show up, show up. If you plan on doing something or you plan something with someone, be on time. And let's start off, you know, off the bat. I'm not hitting a thousand here on this. I am not 100% on time. There are times I miss things. There are times that I'm late. Absolutely. But I think it is the awareness piece and how much better I've gotten as to why I continue to push this message. So if you're on the other side being like, oh, there was this one time where Connor missed this. It's like, yeah, hell, listen, I'm, I'm human here on this, but I know my quality of life has gotten so much better since really, really focusing on being impeccable with my word. Now, let's take you on the journey here uh, so you don't think I'm some sort of saint, which uh, if you've listened to any of these podcasts, you know for sure I'm not. So here's where, here's where it all started. Uh, I was working, my previous job, I was working for Reebok, and I found myself saying yes a lot. And I found myself saying yes a lot, not because I didn't have the intention of following through, but because I liked that response that I got from other people when I was their guy. Hey, looking for, you know, how do you like the new Nanos? I'm like, oh, cool. What's your shoe size? I can send you some, which I had the ability to do so. I could reach out to the team who did seating and get them a pair sent out, get their address, all that stuff. Good. A lot of different things. Hey, do you want to go out on this night? Yep, sure. I'll be there. Awesome. You know, and it was on a Tuesday night after I knew I was going to be training all day, but it was like, yeah, I'll, I'll show up. I'll be there for you. Hey, my band is playing over here. You want to stop by? Yep, I'll be there. That'd be awesome. And it wasn't that I didn't have the intention on going. It was that I wasn't taking up the follow. I wasn't taking the follow up action to make it happen. You know, I wasn't saving notes in my phone, setting calendar invites, setting alarms on my phone. And I was stretching myself very, very thin. I wanted to be the yes man. I wanted to be the people, I wanted to be the person that everyone could always rely on. However, I became the person who everyone knew that I said yes to whatever they asked. And there's a very, very big difference. And there's very few people in this world who can say yes to everything and then do everything. And I get I get the side of it of not wanting to let people down and having the intention of doing it and then getting really busy, but there's only so much bandwidth that one person can have. And so here's where I started to fumble and here's where it started to really, really irritate me. Yeah, sure. I can, I can send you this gear. And then a couple weeks later, I'd, I'd have someone reach out, Hey, any chance you get that gear sent? And to me, it was like, no, I haven't gotten that sent yet. Like I'm giving you free gear, like, like get off my back. And gosh, what a terrible response for me to have in this situation because I thought I was doing someone a favor when in reality, all they wanted to know was about the shoes. All they wanted to know was about this, all about the class, about if I was available at this point in time. And it's like, I almost had, I was on this like pedestal of, 
of, yeah, I'll get to it. Like, you know, I don't owe you or something. And it's like, no, you, you, you gave them your word and then they're checking in and I would get upset, not at them, but at it, but internally is because I hadn't done it yet. And honestly, probably because I haven't thought about it since I committed to it. And then where it really came to light is one of my, one of my close friends who's also working on the same stuff, but one of my very close friends and someone who I related to and someone who, who knew him, knew of me and kind of related us together had the exact same issue. And he was a yes man and had the absolute best intentions. But when I started hearing this stuff about him, when, oh, so-and-so said, yes, we'll see if that ever gets done. Oh, so-and-so said, yes, we'll see if that ever gets done. And then when I needed something from this friend, it was, hey, this is what I need. And it was a very, very important matter. And I saw it falling through the cracks. I saw it was like, yep, I got you. Yes, I got this. And in my head, I'm like, what are your follow-up steps? What are you doing to, to secure this? And the reason why it bothered me so much didn't have anything to do with this person. It had to do with the fact that I saw my own insecurities and my own shortcomings in that person's actions. And it's so powerful because I feel it now and I see it in others where there's a couple of things that your friends do that just really, really bother you. They really get under your skin. And I think it's because we see that mirror image of us making the same mistakes and how many times we've let people down with the absolute best intentions in mind. That is where the realization came to me that a change needs to happen. What am I going to go to my friend and say, hey, you're not accountable. You're a yes man. You say yes, everything. You're letting people down. It looks bad on me. All of these things when I'm doing the same thing. So the first thing I did to try to reverse this or change it was I was going to write down any commitment that I made that I didn't follow through on and not just commitments out loud, but commitments to myself as well, because there are people who can have accountability when other people rely on them and they actually thrive off of that. Yet when they tell them something, when they tell themselves something in their own head, then it falls upon deaf ears. Let me ask you this. How many times have you told yourself, I'm going to wake up early in the morning and get an early morning workout? You didn't promise anyone else, but you thought that to yourself before going to bed. And then when your alarm goes off at five and you don't have to be somewhere until 7.30, you hit snooze because... Who does it affect? No one else. No one else is relying on you. They're not waiting for you to get to the gym to open the keys and let them into train. I mean, shoot, I can think about, you know, a million times that I've said that or I've done that. So it's more than just with other people, but you have to also write down and be aware of the promises that you're making to yourself. And I'll talk about in a little bit about why that's such an important factor. But so I started writing these things down and there was, there's kind of a wave that will start to happen. And the first thing that happens is you're like, all right, if I'm going to be the yes man, I'm going to be following through on a lot of stuff. And I found myself putting a lot of alarms in my phone. I found my alarms in my phone. I found myself setting a lot of uh, calendar reminders. Instead of waiting to do stuff, I was doing it right on, on point or uh, you know, right at the time that it was asked of me. And then I found out that I was, I was stretching myself so incredibly thin. I was saying yes to everything that I was doing all of these smaller tasks and, and making everyone happy, but I was exhausted. And then I wasn't having the time to do the things that I wanted to do. You know, I found myself, you know, checking emails at 10 PM at night 
always being the person who could respond. Oh, I always respond right away to my messages. I had the old CEO of my old company reach out to me late at night at certain points in time. Hey, I, I want a piece of this equipment for my, for my home gym. Do you have a connection with it? It's like, yep, right away I wanted to be on it. And because of this, I realized that I can't say yes to everything. Sure, I can do everything that I'm saying yes to, albeit some things will also still fall through the cracks. But the realization came that being impeccable with your word doesn't mean you say yes to everything and do everything. It means that you may become a lot more careful. Being impeccable with your word means that you may be a lot more precise with the things that you say yes to. And you might start limiting yourself where if you don't have the bandwidth to do something, it is okay to tell someone no. In fact, they will probably respect you for it more when they have to go elsewhere to get it done and then it actually gets done. And so part of this was because I saw myself in in a friend of mine and I wanted to be different. And then I looked at one of his counterparts at work and that was a person that I wanted to emulate and they weren't the yes man but they followed through with every single thing that they said they were going to do. And I remember, I mean, and this, this person was just the, the most vibrant, fun personality person you've ever met. And I'd go up to his desk. Hey, what's going on? Do you think I could get some of these sent out to here? Ah, nah, man. Be like, really? He's like, yeah, can't do that. He'd be like, okay. All right. Sounds good. And he had the confidence to be like, he just, he either didn't have the bandwidth or didn't have the capability of doing it. Or if, if he could, he'd have to go through a bunch of hoops and he had other stuff that were more important than that. And then from there it'd be like, okay, so maybe I'll have to just go down to the store. I can get my 50% off and then I can purchase a pair. And at first it was like, oh, maybe this person doesn't like me or maybe this person, maybe I'm not his closest friend or whatever, but no, it was just that he knew exactly what he was capable of and what he was capable of providing someone else that needed something. And, and I started to see and respect that so much that when I was writing my list down and I would have this list, I remember my January list, there was this laundry list of things and they were big, they were small, but there were all these things that I had written down and that I wasn't able to fully complete. And as opposed to saying, Hey, I really need to start working harder at this list. I just became more precise with what I was saying yes to. So the February list was a lot shorter. There weren't very many things on there because a lot of times when I was asked to do something, I would say no. And then after a certain amount of time, it becomes a habit. And you don't have to think about that. Do I have time for this? You know exactly what you have time for or what you want to make time for. If someone says, hey, do you want to go get drinks on Tuesday? And you have time for that, but you don't want to make time for that. You want to save your time for other things. Then you can say no. I don't want to on Tuesday. Maybe we can find a weekend or maybe we can find another time to get this done or come hop in at a 6 a.m. training session with me. I'd love to spend some time with you there. But it doesn't always have to be yes to please everyone. But being impeccable with your word and being accountable is so unbelievably important. And I bring this up because I, I, I preach this, right? And not, not saying that I'm, I'm never saying I'm batting a thousand for this, but I really preach it. And especially when I see it in my close friends, because I saw the same thing in them that I saw in myself and I wanted to change it because I didn't want to view them that way. And I didn't want them to be viewed that way by their peers. So said friend goes to a gym, shows up on time. And the next person, the person he was going to train with shows up, you know, 35, 40 minutes late. So my buddy's like, show up on time. 
if you say you're going to be somewhere, be somewhere. And something that was, that was said to me was when you are late for something, 100% of the time you are saying maybe without words, my time is more important than your time. If you tell someone you're going to be at a certain place, if you tell someone you're going to have a call, if you tell someone you're going to do something and you are late, you are saying my time is more important than your time. Sure, there are, there are exceptions to the rule. There was a car accident in front of you and there's a 12-car buildup and you let them know ahead of time, hey, this is what's going on. But the no-call, no-show is bullshit. And if you want to say, no matter how innocent you want to think or say that it is in your head, you are saying my time is more important than yours. And I've stressed that because I've been the late person. And then I've been the person that other people have been late and I see it and it pisses me off so much, not because that person is late. Sure, that's frustrating, but because now again, I see these shortcomings that, are, that I have and now I have these insecurities about, man, other people have felt that way about me. I need to make a change. So I push this be on time thing and then when my buddy is like, I just be on time, just show up when you say you are, the response he gets is, you've been hanging out with Connor too much. You're spending too much time around Connor. And sure, maybe I might, I might preach it too much. And maybe sometimes we should relax a little bit. But I don't think it's that bad of a thing to show up when you say you're going to show up. There are some people that are habitually late and you can count on them for being late. I think that's a problem. I'm not saying that they're a bad person and I'm not saying that it can't change. But if you are late for everything and your excuse is, I'm just late for everything, you need to plan better. You need to understand that you are telling someone, my time is more important than yours. I was late because I didn't plan properly because I didn't care that you were going to be there on time. Those are the things that you are non-verbally saying to someone else. And I don't think it's that, again, I, it's not, I don't think it should be frowned upon by saying that to someone. And it's, I'm not saying you have you, if you're late one time, you're the, you're the worst person in the world, but have, if you have that thought process, you're going to be a lot more considerate to other people and you are going to have more accountability to them. There are certain people that I work with now that if I say one time to, Hey, can you be here for this? And they say, yes, not only do I know they're going to be there. They're going to be doing their job above and beyond, but they're going to be early on time. You want to know why? Not because they say, hey, I'm always accountable. I'm impeccable with my word. Not because they're saying the bullshit that I'm saying to you now, right? I, I, you have to show that with action. And the only reason I know that from those people is because that's what they do every single time. And those are the reliable people. There are other people, and I'm not saying they are, they are worse people, that I have to know, I know that 24 hours before an event or something, I got to have to send a reminder. Hey, remember we have this event. All right. Awesome. Day of making sure, Hey, 6 PM, we're going to be here. Awesome. And the reason why is, is, and sometimes I start off like that to give people that chance to not leave anything to chance to make sure they're on time to set them up for success. But the reason why that happens is because of actions. And if you habitually miss things or are late to things, then that's how I'm going to view you. And that's how others are going to view you. And especially why I'm, I harp on it on my friends is because I don't want other people to view them like that. And selfishly, because I don't want to be lumped into it to think, oh, these guys are always late to everything or these guys say they're going to be there and they're not there. 
but as a person that wants to help someone else out and how good it is to be on the other side, this first person that I'm referencing for our company, every single person is like 100% this guy. Every time you ask them something, they show up. If they don't know, they figure it out. They'll let you know they don't know how to do it, but they will figure it out. They will, they will make it happen. Unbelievably reliable, impeccable with their word. That's the person that I want around me in any circumstance. And why I'm so passionate about it is because I've gone through ebbs and flows of this. And when I got out of the military, even though I was competing in CrossFit and I was training, I was extremely disciplined about what I was eating about what I was doing on weekends, about studying for seminars, about my classes, about class plans, about showing up, about training, about being there for my teammates. Even though I had this tunnel vision discipline, I was still telling people, yeah, I'll see you out on Tuesday. Didn't see him out. Yeah, I'll get this done. I'll run this over here. I'll get this email. It's like I only had all this thing that I was, that I was already honed in on, but I was still full of shit in other areas where I was saying I was going to do stuff and I wasn't showing up for it. And then you get to the point where now I, I lose that discipline of competing uh, or training to compete at the CrossFit Games. And then I found more factors in my life out of there. Hey, you want to wake up early, train at 5 a.m.? Sure, I'll be there. Sleep in, I'm like, they didn't need me to train. Giving those excuses for myself. And then I started giving more excuses and I started falling down that pattern that I didn't get out from until I saw it in my friend. And I feel bad because it took that and a huge strain on our relationship for me to become a better person when on the outside it was like everything was about them and I was, and I was putting that bad kind of connotation of, the, of that on them. But then in the same sense, after we started having conversations about it, we started reconnecting, it's like, here's what was happening. And the funny thing was, is that person was like, yeah, I know. I'm working on that. How have you? And it's like, we were able to help and work with each other on how to be more reliable on how to be better with your word, on accountability. And I think it's, it's so important and it's something that's so overlooked, not necessarily on the outside, but especially with the things that you are, that you are gonna tell yourself that you're going to do. It starts there. Because I know if someone is doing that, hey, I'm gonna wake up in the morning, I'm gonna tell myself I'm gonna do this, this is what I'm gonna do. If you have accountability with yourself, you will have accountability with others. And I'm referencing the person that we're working with. And there's a lot of people that we work with that are incredibly accountable. But this one person in particular, I'd be willing to bet, even though I don't know what his internal dialogue is, is that when he's like, here's what I'm going to do, he does it. And it's an incredibly, incredibly important thing in work, in relationships, in fitness, in, in the discipline of, of doing what you want to do. And it can lead to where you are going to get your results in fitness, right? It can lead to creating a pathway of, of getting the results that you want. And I say this because we did a podcast a few months ago and we had a good friend of mine, Corey Gregory on here. And the whole thing, it's like, hey, what do you tell someone who wants to get into fitness or they want to do something or they're, they're struggling to get started? You know, what's like the first thing? And a lot of times for me, when I answer that, it's like, oh, here's a simple workout. And gosh, his answer was so much more elegant than mine. And since then, I've taken it. I'm going to continue to give him credit for it until like four or five more times. And then I'm just going to steal it and use it as my own. But he's like, everyone wants something. 
right? Everyone has some sort of thing that they want from a fitness or wellness perspective. I want to lose weight. I want to get stronger. I want to uh, drink less alcohol. I want my acne to clear up. I want to do it. There's, there's all of these different things that usually there's some person that they, you want something. And when that want is more important than your bullshit excuses, that's when you're going to get the results. If you are overweight and you are not happy with the way that you look in photos, you need to wake up one morning and you need to look in the mirror and say, I'm tired of looking like this. I am so tired of looking like this. Here are the steps I'm going to take to not look like this. And then every day when that decision comes up to whether you're going to go down the path of eating two cookies after dinner or whether you're going to put XYZ on your plate and you start making those small changes, here's what I'm going to do in order to next time I look in the mirror, be happier with myself. And once that is more important than your bullshit excuses, oh, I'll start tomorrow. It's not that big of a deal to me. You have a couple of drinks. You're like, you know, whatever. You take the edge off and it's not as important to you. Once you realize that those things are more important than the trainer, then all of us who are trainers can come in and help you and give you these small doses in order to get you moving in the right direction to permanently change, not just to do a challenge and then have you fall back on your same patterns and your same routine. It is to get you to change your actions to be what you truly want. There's that age old saying, right? It's like, um, prioritize what you want most over what you want right now. And that's very, very important. And you can probably relate to that directly on what your goals are and what is stopping you from getting there. If having a six pack of beer is what you do every night when you come home and your goal is to lose your beer gut, I mean, what do you think could be something that you stop doing in order to lose that? Do you want to drink the six pack more than you want to lose the beer gut? Because if so, you're not going to lose the beer gut. You're going to choose a six pack every time. But when you're finally so fucking fed up with your own excuses, then you're going to turn to, this is what is causing my problems. This is what I'm going to change. The perfect example of that story was, was Slade who came on our podcast. You know, he was, was doing his level one course. We're training, we're working out. And starting to hear more about his story and his journey through CrossFit and him losing over a hundred pounds. And it's like, Hey man, what's the secret? You know, what were, what were the specialized workouts you were doing? What was the, what was the strength in Metcon you were doing? What is the, what is the 40 minute cardio that you have to do to lose that much weight? No, he, he was slow to get up off the ground playing with his child. His child saw him and equated him with drinking beer. When he was playing with his kid, he was slow. It was like rocking around, having to get up off the ground and decided, I don't want to fucking do that anymore. It's now more important than just him, more important than him just losing weight and being healthy. He wants to be there for his child. That's powerful. That's important. Now his goal is more important than his bullshit excuses. And until that happens, not a lot of change is going to be made, but you also have to have that accountability. If those thoughts are in your head, it might help to say them out loud. It might help to write them down on paper. I remember when I was in a training phase in my life 
and I re- there was a certain goal I really wanted. I had a piece of paper, just regular document with some words printed on it. And I will tell you that there were mornings when I woke up and I didn't want to do what I knew I had to do to get to that goal. But when I went in the bathroom and I read that sheet of paper, that brought me back to why. And people are like, oh, you know, there's you know, motivation comes and goes and discipline and all that stuff. And it's like, no, you need to have a goal. You, there, there needs to be a reason why you are doing this. And that reason why it needs to be important. It needs to be repeated in your head. It needs to be absolutely burned into your brain on sheets of paper and said out loud. So you know that when you have that opportunity to make the poor decision that's going to put you in the opposite direction of your goals, you can look back and say, this is what I want most over this is what I want now. And that's the accountability piece. I've had thousands of clients that tell me what they want to do as a goal. This is what I want. Okay. What are you going to do to do it? I'm going to wake up at 6am and I'm going to do all this stuff. And, and there's sometimes there's a bunch of changes that people want to make. And then that motivation slowly dies down and People are like, oh, then you need discipline. It's like, okay, well, how do you get discipline? Great, discipline is super important. Like, like fantastic. Give me some. How do I do it? Well, you got to you know, wake up, tell yourself you're going to do something. You need to be accountable. You need to be impeccable with your word. All of these things relate, whether it's motivation or goal chasing. It is what you are saying in your head, what you really want, and then making those changes. And you know what? I'll be the first one to tell you if I'm training for something and I had a hard day and I go home and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have a couple beers. Why? Because I can, it's not affecting anyone else, but me and you have a couple and I feel pretty good. The next day you wake up, you're like, why did I do that? Now have that same scenario. I come home from a day of training and what, why it really related to me is when, when I went from individual competition to team competition, because when I wanted to come home and I wanted to drink some beers because I had a long day, whatever the hell, because I just want to have fun. I don't know. I've never really drank beers because I was sad or upset at something. It's always because I felt great and I wanted to have a good time. I'm you know, party boy over here. But when it affected my team, when my performance now affected five other people who were sacrificing everything, that was a whole lot easier for me not to do that. And then, same scenario, go to bed, wake up the next morning, I'm fucking proud. And I'm hungry, both probably literally and figuratively, to attack the next day. I'm bigger than my vices on this. Why? Because here's my goal, here's what I said I'm gonna do, and this is me doing it. Start small. Start small with... You know, I'm going to wake up and do 10 air squats every morning at 7 a.m. Or every morning when I get out of bed, whatever time it is. Make something small because it, there's, that, there's momentum. There's that steamroll effect of, well, if I can do this and now I just did that consistently, what else can I do? There is a chemical release. There is science behind the actual making a goal and completing a goal and the hormones that happen in between there. And that's good stuff. And it may start small. You may be the person who I've seen before, you know, a, a good friend of mine guy I used to work with and train. We used to 
I think I've mentioned him before. He like at first hated me when I first got to Reebok because I had long hair and I was tan. And he was like, who is this idiot surfer guy? He actually sent uh, Austin an email after, after like a couple months of me being in the gym. And he said, when I first met him and I saw him, I literally thought I'm going to be dumber every time I listen to this guy talk. He like wrote that in an email. And then afterwards, he had some nice things to say. We, we had a really great connection. His name's Mike Murdoch. I mean, he has motivated me unbelievably with the amount of success that he's had and for whatever reasons that he had that success. But he wanted to train, he trained hard, and he had probably a similar realization of, I don't want to be like this anymore. And instead of starting small, here's the small goals, here's the small disciplines I'm going to create in my life. He just said, I'm changing it. Flipped it all around. I mean, you can't recognize him now and him then. And it's amazing. And it's, and it takes that, that really want that, that want to have that goal. And when you tell yourself you're going to do something following through with it, that's why it's so important to me. I've seen it create so much success in my life and my friend's life, better quality of life, better relationships with my parents, with my friends, with my significant other, with my daughter. I've yet to have someone be like, well, I would say yes to everything and then I wouldn't do much of it and my life was awesome. And then I started being really accountable and anything I said I was following through with with all my friends, my life sucks now. Right? It just doesn't have that, that back and forth. So if I'm going to be the, you know, the, the Uncle Tom who's preaching all of this stuff and everyone's like, oh, God, we're talking about accountability fine. It's changed a couple of people's lives. It's changed my life. And if I can change one more, awesome. Then I'll take that, take that over not doing anything about it. And remember, I'm not batting a thousand. I still have a list to this day of times when I said I was going to be somewhere or do something or times that I was late. And I look at that stuff and I let that motivate me. The list gets smaller. Some, sometimes, some months it's bigger than others. But that keeps me accountable to my own word. I still have, it, I still have stuff written on paper that no one knows about. I didn't tell someone I was going to do something. I just said it to myself. And then I didn't do it. And then I wrote it down on paper. Because now I know, and this piece of paper knows too. Some sort of magic Harry Potter book in there fucking knows. But that's the accountability piece. If you haven't read the book, Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, that's the first one. The first of agreements is be impeccable with your word. I suggest you read that book. It's been a huge game changer for me. It's the first book that I read and then I listened to again on tape. And I remember specifically because I was actually mowing my lawn and I mowed my lawn the slowest I ever have because it was just, I, I had already read the material and it was going back through my mind. It was just, it was just hitting really hard and in great reminders. It's another reminder. Maybe I need to read that book, reread that book again, but that's it. That's my soapbox for today. Um, so to recap, I realized these things because I was the worst of them. It has improved my quality of life. So I want to preach it on my friends and my family and on strangers. Three, I'm not perfect. I'm still, there's times I show up late. There's times I completely miss meetings or I, or I, or I forget to do something, but but having it at front of mind is going to improve the quality of your life. Promise you that.
Next week, we've got MDV, Matt Delavalle, on the show. He is the host of the Intro Podcast. Incredibly, incredibly knowledgeable. He is um, another one of those guys who was, uh, went to law school, became a lawyer, took the bar, and then the economic collapse of 2008 happened and then ended up becoming a CrossFit coach, but has been wildly successful in growing from coaching CrossFit to doing it on just a, a global scale incredibly knowledgeable, really good friend. And then like I promised, we got pushed to the end of February. Eva Claire Sinkowski is going to be on here talking nutrition. So appreciate you guys listening in. If you guys have any questions, comments, or concerns, leave them in the comments. Uh, you can always reach out to us on at big night fitness, new handle at big night training, which is a lot of the actual training we're doing at our new gym, our new facility that we have in Charlestown, Massachusetts. And then if you want to talk to me directly at Connor T. Murphy, C-O-N-O-R-T-M-U-R-P-H-Y. We'll always get back to you. If you need anything, if you have you know, any insight, people you want to bring on, if you yourself want to come on here and, and talk about a certain topic that is beneficial in the fitness world or, or around it, please let me know. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. We'll see you guys next week.